Hey, welcome back to Real Talk. Do you have a favorite Bible verse? It's okay if you don't. Some people, they'll tell me their favorite verse and they'll only give me like the reference, like, oh, it's 1 Corinthians, whatever, it's from Ephesians. And it's like, I feel like I'm supposed to know what, which verse they're talking about, you know, because I'm a pastor and I'm supposed to have it all memorized. And so I just kind of nod along like, oh yeah, that's, that's a good one. And then when we're done talking, I'll like look it up and I'm like, oh, that is a good one. Maybe that should be my new favorite verse. I would love to hear what your favorite Bible verse is if you have one. You can just drop it right in the comments below this video on YouTube, Facebook, wherever you're watching. I'd love to hear about that. My favorite Bible verse is from the Easter story and it's during the crucifixion. And Jesus, while he's on the cross, he's surrounded by two other criminals, each on a cross. And one of them we refer to as the thief on the cross. But these are like bad dudes. This is no petty robber. These are hardened criminals. The word there for thief is it really somebody who's committed an armed robbery that involves a murder. And so these are like serious dudes. And one of them next to Jesus, Jesus looks at him, and this is my favorite verse. Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. And it's one of just seven things that Jesus says, at least that we have recorded that he says while he's on the cross. And his crucifixion lasts, it's long, it's like six hours from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. And during that time, he says a few things and we've recorded seven of them. Interestingly enough, the number seven in the Bible, this is kind of cool, the number seven is the number for perfection. And so even Christ, like in his death, he is our perfection. So seven things are recorded. Like, what would you expect to hear in those seven things? Like, look, this is real talk, so let's just be real, right? A person's on a cross. I'm expecting, like, yelling, cursing. I mean, this is agonizing. This is not a joke. This is suffocating for hours on end. And what we read throughout the Gospels this scene might make me want to be more like Jesus than ever before. And of course, it's not because of the crucifixion, but it's because we see his heart. He says these seven things, and only two of them are about him. The other five are about other people. So Jesus is on a cross, and he's thinking about other people. Can you, can you even believe that? So here are some of the things that he says. The first couple things he says are about him. He says, I'm thirsty. And we talked about this in last week's Real Talk video. Jesus is a human being and he's really suffering and he's like, hey, I'm thirsty. Another thing that he says, he says, my God, why have you forsaken me? And it's heartbreaking because he's on the cross and he is bearing the burden of sin. And it's so dark, it's so bad that God the Father actually turns away from him. He actually separates himself from Jesus. It's so heartbreaking. It's gut-wrenching. But he says five more things, and they're not about him. They're all about other people. The first thing that he says, he says to his mother, here is your son. And to John, who he's pointing to, he says, this is your mother. He wants to make sure that his mother is taken care of after he dies. 
Un- unbelievable that that's what he's thinking about. He says, oh, this is incredible. Father, forgive them. He's talking about the very people that are killing him, and he wants God to forgive those people. He says more. My favorite verse, today you will be with me in paradise. We'll talk about that more in just a moment. Moment. He says, into your hands I commit my spirit. He's speaking to God, but he's talking about us. He's saying, God, I surrender everything to you for the sake of these people, for you and for me. And then the seventh thing he says, the most powerful but most selfless words ever spoken, he says, it is finished. And I don't know, I guess it's just amazing to me that in the midst of hanging on a cross, that Jesus would be thinking about other people. Because, I don't know about you, but like I get so caught up in my own circumstances. I'm thinking about my to-do list. I'm on my stuff. In fact, people have actually told me that I get so laser focused on what I'm doing. I will be walking along, I'll walk by somebody, they'll say hi to me, and I will ignore them. I didn't even hear them. I hate that I do that. In fact, like I'm asking God to help me with that. But aren't we all guilty of that? Where we're so tuned in on our stuff, our circumstance, that we, we miss everything else? And here's Jesus hanging on a cross, And the guy next to him, this criminal, has the audacity to say, Jesus, don't forget about me. As you build your kingdom, don't forget about me. Wouldn't Jesus have every right to be like, are you kidding me? Like, yo, I'm kind of busy right now. And you've been a jerk your whole life and now you're coming to me? But he doesn't. He's still gentle and patient and compassionate. And in the most monumental scene in all of human history, he stops and he turns and looks at him and he just says, today you will be with me in paradise. I don't know what's going on in your world right now. I don't know what your circumstances are. Maybe you're going through a hard time in your marriage or maybe you're feeling lonely. Maybe you're struggling with financial burden. Maybe work is just miserable. You know, we all got problems, so you got something going on, no doubt. But are you stuck only thinking about yourself, only dwelling on your circumstance, seeing our pain and our busyness and all that kind of stuff? We can miss the world. And bigger than that, we can miss the people right around us. And you know, as much as they might feel like it sometimes, people are not an inconvenience. They're people. And God walks them into our life on purpose and with a purpose. And maybe that purpose is for you and maybe it's for them and maybe it's just for God. But I think that Jesus is is doing this in this scene. I think he's trying to show us something. He's our model and I think he's trying to show us that It's time to to look up beyond our problems and see out and see the people. Don't miss the people. So we've been going through Romans 6. We've been in verse 10 and 11, and we've just been chewing on it, reading it, meditating. I'm going to tell you uh, to do something different this week, and maybe you've never done this before. I'm going to encourage you to pray through these verses. Did you know that you can do that? You can pray through the Bible as you're going. Here's what you do. You read the verses, and as you're going, whatever pops in your head, you just pray and talk to God about it. 
So Romans 6, 10, and 11, if I was going to pray through this, I don't know, I might just say something like, thank you, Jesus, that your death pays for all of my sin. And God, help me to be like Christ, dead to sin and, and living for you. Just something like that. Read it and, and just ask God to help you see things. And when you do, just talk to him. Listen, no matter what's going on in your world this week, don't miss the people. Look up from your own problems. See the people that are around you. God has put them there for a reason. There is a purpose there in your life. That's Real Talk for this week. We'll see you next time.